You know, to be able to come to the other side of the fence, you know, and uh, be accepted. And uh, also uh, be able to do some of the things that uh, some of the great Macs of the past that have done. Also, you know, to be recognized cross country. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Chat. I'm joined by my co-host, Tone, and we are good for you. What's up, Tone? Chilling, man. Uh, another week, another episode. Um, kind of excited about this one. I, I don't I don't know if everybody's really noticed the theme that's kind of been going on with the, with the cover art um, in particular or with the intros. Uh, but this episode kind of ties into to, to all the stuff that's kind of been going on visually for us. Absolutely. And we haven't, we've just been creative and we said cover art. You can see it if you're a Spotify member or if you're listening via Spotify, as well as in IG, we do posts that are very creative and we add the flair to it. Uh, the first season was childhood picks and we were kind of like throwing it back to kind of like our origin as friends and just coming up in White Plains and uh, going to the same schools and stuff like that. Second season we did, uh, I don't know if folks know or could tell, but uh, all of the different cars that we've had through the years. Yeah, that um, we've actually, that we've actually, owned. Yeah. It, may not, it may not be, you know, the color or anything, but they were all the makes and models and pretty much the years um, that we had. Oh, for sure. And not even yeah. like, oh, our favorite cars that we like or that um, we've driven. No, that we've owned and yeah. uh, less sweat and tears, you know, joys yeah. and pain and memories uh, with all those different cars. But this season, um, we decided to kind of go with like a pimp theme, um, which, you know, my wife said, because we tagged her, she was in the last episode, Matrimony. She said, well, this is uh, off-brand for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, you know, me and Tony been kind of just tuned in the pet culture and just the whole lifestyle and all of it since we were young, you know. So, you know, we want to dive right in. And Tone, I think one of the first things off top, how did it start for you? How did you say... Huh, pimping hoes. That's 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 interesting. Well, just to kind of to, to to really kind of put it out there, when we're talking about this topic, we really mean within the pop culture and 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 its influences through art, right? Through film, music, uh, literature, and I think for me, it really kind of started. I I guess I want to say, um, well. I think I've always been into black exploitation films just in general. Um, you know, my, my, my parents both grew up in the sixties and the seventies and that kind of music and era and, you know, even to, to, to what was going on in, in regards to like um, civil rights movement and, and, and empowering black and, and, and even underprivileged individuals. Right. Cause when you think of the black Panthers, it was power for all people, not just black people. Um, so kind of that era was something I had been exposed to. And black exploitation films in general were things that were kind of always in the background for me. But I think it really popped up, I want to say, when we randomly came across that movie American Pimp. Um, you think that was the first one? I want to say that's we've the thing seen, that... Right. We've seen all... I mean, we've seen the Mac. We've seen... 
Like, we've seen, like, the... Well, right. So we've seen it in art form in movies like The Mac and, like, Dolomite and um, Willie Dynamite, stuff like that. But in terms of, like, seeing it visually where we could really comprehend it, you're right. Like, I, I think with the the combination of the music and like the documentaries. Um, wait, what was it? Was it Hookers at the Point? Were there pimps on there? Or no, that was just Hookers. Yeah, well, no, well, that was also Pimps Up, Hose Down. Right, so for me, I didn't grow up with okay. HBO and I believe Pimps Neither Up, Hose Down was a um, was an HBO documentary, if I'm not confused, but I know the Hughes Brothers did American Pimp, right? And the right. Hughes Brothers, we know from what what, what did they do? They Menace, did, uh, I think? Menace, they did a I believe. Joints, yeah, yeah. Which was all kind of in our in our lane of movies that we watched and and um, things that we were interested in coming from a black directorial perspective. So, you know, I think I think it might have been going to music class or something like that and just stumbling across it. And through this right. documentary, you you really make a good point because while it's a documentary about the culture, it does mention and emphasize how it has been um, shown within art and so seeing clips of the mac in there which was a movie that we were kind of familiar of willie dynamite we had no clue about but the way they had homie pop on scene and he came out of jail all swaggy and stuff it was like yo what movie is that and then because we have inquisitive natures man and and we like to i guess as people say dig in the crates um when old school stuff kind of pops up we definitely try to experience it or, or, or get to know it or become knowledgeable from it. But I think for me, American Pimp started it. And I just want to say, I guess, ironically enough, things just kind of um started falling into place because then it seemed like, you know, around that time I got, uh, I got introduced to Sugar Free, right? Being a West yeah. Coast uh, music head. And I think we talked about our musical taste in the past, Sugar Free. Then, you know, Snoop did the East Siders and he had Big Jeffrey in there. So it all right. just kind of, it all just kind of just seemed to meld from there, but I think for me it was American Pimp that kind of introduced me to it or, or, or piqued my interest from jump. How about you? Yeah, so you know, as I'm, as we going through the pre-production notes and Tom, thanks for putting together some great notes for us uh, for this episode because we we try to come with it. We're not just drunk or high spouting opinions. Like we try to do some preparation, background research, all of that. Uh, so it was quality. I I was so I was on the same plane with you, and at first I was going to kind of clown myself because it's just like, all right, it's not your quintessential like hood story. It's like, what are these two suburb kids doing talking about like pimping, like you yeah. know, like House Square, right? But um, because and and that, during the show we're gonna go like back and forth through like the reality of it versus the art form, all of that, and kind of just give our holistic kind of view on things but yo i had a memory of being i think eight or nine or nine or ten and me and my parents took a trip out to uh, san francisco i haven't told you this story vaguely i probably. think probably because i think you yeah i think i know go ahead continue i think i remember this or i might have been in junior high and that's when i came back with the 49er sweatshirt from um from out there and um so I remember we was in a hotel, man, and bruh, I don't know what it was then, but from our hotel window, you could see them hoes out there. 
And I was just, it looked scary to me because I was like, yo, like, you know, bunch of makeup, like, and it was chilly, like long furs. And, but they was, they was the street walkers, right? They was uh, on, on the block. And I remember we parked, we were staying in the hotel, it was a few days. We parked one time and it was me, my mom, my stepdad, uh, walking back to the hotel from like the parking garage or whatever. And it, it two different times. Like one time, you know, the guy was bold. He's from South America. So he was like, yeah, we're just going to walk through. Where like at different times, me and mom, we always like, no, let's just cross the street. Say, no, let's walk through these holes or whatever. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sounds stupid. <laughs> and they was straight catcalling us. And like, they, it looked wild, fam. Like on the TV, it, it's, it's one way. But I just, my vivid memory as a kid being there. Like, it was wild. Like, these grown women and all these, like, like you know, in these wild outfits was, like, it was like a movie. It was, like, just cat calling us. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, what is going on? And then another time we went, and I think it was, like, just, like, a little local like corner store. And, like, the pimp was in there. And everybody just, like, looked really happy and jolly. I guess because sex and money, you know? But, mm-hmm. like... It was a lot of jewelry and fly clothes. And I'm going to segue using this. I think one of the things that, you know, is attractive about it, music, uh, you know, movies aside, is who's not attracted to, like, who who doesn't want sex, right, as an adult? Who is not attracted to fly clothes, uh, you know, the, the, the best clothes and nice hairstyles and, you know, just that boldness and being out there with it, like, you know, and nice cars and not, and from something kind of risque, like it's kind of like dancing with the devil a little bit. Like all of these things are very attractive and luring, you know, so you can see how someone could be lured into the lifestyle or just lured into being entertained by the lifestyle. And I mean, let's just listen before people are like screaming in our comments about us condoning it. I just want to make sure that y'all understand the, the lens from which we're discussing this is just us kind of growing up and being exposed to a lot of things, whether it be real life experiences like Chap is saying or seeing things on TV. Um, I think what you're saying, especially in regards to clothing, kind of ties into the experience for me because I grew up loving wrestling and some of my favorite uh, wrestlers are these flashy people like Ric Flair with the big robes and Honestly, in my family, dressing nicely and dressing dapperly, and I got a lot of uh, cousins that are preachers, and they, you know, three piece down to the, you know, to the, uh, to 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 the tic tac shoes and all that. So when I was exposed, or, or I saw these people on my TV screen, these pimps on my TV screen with the with the outfits, and I kind of double it back to American Pimp, where you see like a Bishop Don Juan in the green and gold, and having the green and gold cars match that kind of like you said it, it, it's enticing who doesn't want to dress fly and that was honestly right. something that i know over here nobody was doing in at least right. in that way and we grew up on hip-hop too and that has its own kind of lane where it comes to the flashiness because it's really about uh marketing yourself and and, and and enjoying the spoils that you gain whether unfortunately sometimes it's legally sometimes it's not but um being able to to kind of indulge in those things and 
And for me, it was really the enticing of the clothes and being able to dress fly. And I think we right. was um we was getting ready for prom, and I started really learning about manicures and pedicures and pampering myself. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and then I'm seeing these, these these guys on my screen, and some of them are rappers that I, I've kind of looked up to that are kind of in that lane. And I'm like, yo, that 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 looks dope. That looks fly. That looks like a wave, man. And, and I think right. that's the music on top of it helped me jump into it and, and become more intrigued. But then even in the literature, right? So we learned about Iceberg right. Slim. And I think for me, because reading... Now, like, I, I, I'm an avid reader. I enjoy reading for fun. In high school and in middle school, I hated it because I always felt like I wasn't hearing stories from my perspective, right. from a Black perspective, right? And Iceberg Slim actually was one of the first books that I picked up. His, um, It wasn't even, and it wasn't even Pimp. It was, uh, I think it was uh, Airtight Willie and Me. Yeah. It was the first Iceberg Slim joint that I picked up and just the lingo that was going on in there made me want to go read more books and then his I guess biggest seller I, I guess we would say Pimp was one that uh, movies were based on and, and a lot right. of this th that exposed a lot of this pimp culture which kind of latched me on to wanting to get to know more right absolutely and th and that's the thing it's we're going to keep it 100 because a lot of like these famous pimps or whatever that will that we publish and uh, put their picture up like they get they, a lot of them get into it, whether it's being in the inner city or a different hood or whatever from seeing pimps around their neighborhood and being yeah. in touch with and we didn't see a lot of that. i mean from what i know we didn't you know it wasn't my experience like you yeah. know white plains you're gonna see a pimp on the corner and a hole in the corner you're not gonna see that so not not um, not in the way not, not in the way that we not in, perceive right because we not the, had in that. the way that's glamorized it's everywhere yeah. that's yeah. that's the thing like it's like them in a home is everywhere like yeah. in middle America it's yeah. no color you know but just in the way that is like entertaining and like luring and intriguing and flashy it wasn't you know nah, yeah, it wasn't on, out on our blocks like but um, it was out here. It's it's everywhere, yeah, yeah. I mean, and so I also think about the perspective on how we jumped in it is because we trying to find our own identity. Like you're talking about fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, like you know, it's the the bravado of it, the yeah. slick talking of it, the confidence yeah. of it. Like yeah. as you know, and and who knows? Maybe it's not that we didn't necessarily have like that older male figure in the home every day kind of like steering us and schooling us onto how things should be on or, or even breaking down at least for me like i didn't have anybody to go to be like yo what's what's up with um you know pimps and hoes like nah like yeah, i just yeah. it was something between friends that we kind of share so like i think that was like intriguing too and mind you that was a time that whole era of like you know and I think it's come back too, but just in the form of dreads, but just hair. Like so, everybody had braids, and we were fixated on how what our hair should be like and our hairstyles and stuff like that. And you know, people uh, people in our neighborhood of school, they would cast that did permanent hair, and then yeah. and did. I mean, they might not have been pimping, but they were going after that pimp look. Or like you said, like you had relatives that might have been in a church with gaiters on, or. Right. 
you know, three piece color suits on or jewelry on and stuff like I remember I used to wear jewelry like yeah. that because it was, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, but yeah, the music, I mean, definitely uh, played a huge part. And I think right around that time, like late 90s, 2000s, you know, I mean, one of 50 Cent's biggest hit is Pimp, is P-I-M-P. Like, yeah. That's on right. the radio today. Like, it's pop. It's pop music. So, um, big pimping, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep. So, the references to pimping within, uh, especially the music that we listen to, had always been there, right? Ice, ice tea, yep, you know, um, too uh, short, um, too short, too short, uh, yep. drew down, right? So, me being me, me being an avid West Coast listener growing up, you know, I'm exposed to a lot of that Bay Area rap, yeah, it's, it's as you say, you went out to San Fran and it's big out there. Oh, it's real. You know? I saw it. Yep. So it's also in the music, and, and and it's definitely at that time, you know, as we're trying to kind of come into our own and, and, and really kind of delve into things that interest us. I know for me, especially musically, you know, I heard a lot about it. So it's kind of like, all right, what, well, what, what's that? And and I think you made another great point, especially for an adolescence, right? Um, you know, trying to figure out where you fall in your sexuality and becoming interested in whatever sex that you're in and, and being a young right. heterosexual male, you know, I like women. Not saying that I was out here dating mad women at the time, but they were very attractive to me. And, and, and you hear these guys having all these women and talking about women. You're like, that sounds like the cool thing, right? As, as an adult, you know, life is a little deeper than that. But as, as, as a youngin, you know, you kind of like, yeah, nah, man. He's got the cars. He's got the women. He's got exactly. The What's that about? Exactly. He got the recipe. Yeah, and it's not. And it's not. He's not selling drugs. He's not robbing people. And like, this is at least the perspective that you're looking at, it, right? Not thinking about you know all the dark sides that come with 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 that lifestyle at times, right? But just on face value, you're like, yo, he's. It looked like them dudes on the screen got it all. And then you see that in the movies that people have grown up on um a lot of actors or, or, or actresses started in these films especially during the black exploitation era as yeah. um portraying these these street individuals you know was it huggy bear um yep. antonio yep. fargus you know one of the roles that us our generation know him best for is 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 playing the pimp and i'm gonna get you sucker but that's yep. a play off of his role that he did before that. Yeah. Right? So Shoot, look at Jerome on Martin. Look at Jerome on Martin. He he isn't technically a pimp, but he's a player. Right, right. He ain't a host. Nah, but he said he did and the way he talked and the way he was swaggy about it. You know, play the, the player of the year celebration on that episode, right? Right. And then right. and then Dolomite, right? So even 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 looking in that particular episode of Martin. You know, had Antonio Fargus, had Rudy Ray Moore in it. Um, and those, I think, were a lot of the films that I know me and you definitely loved kind of growing up, especially through high school, because it goes back to, again, being able to see those faces that look just like yours on that screen. And it just so happens many of those characters that we found interesting having to play the role of a pimp. And it's complicated because, like, I mean, we, we, 
we can touch on the race factor, but we also can touch on the societal factor. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's like cast in a negative light and in a dark light because society, I mean, whether you want to kind of like interweave religion into it, has this weird view on sex and sexuality and definitely sex work. Like, yeah. you know, um, there's instances of it not being respected. Like, you know, a big thing that's popular now is um, OnlyFans, right? And like, like, like everyone, like people claim that they don't look at porn, but it's billion dollar industry. And, you know, OnlyFans looks like a situation where people are able to kind of empower themselves and, like, take control over, like, their sexuality and their sex work and benefit from it. Whereas I see many others are kind of like, like, oh, you, like, you know, the term simp thrown around. You a simp if you can for anything like that when there's stuff that's out there for free. But... It's, I'm trying to figure like the point that I'm trying to go with here. Like, it's definitely touch and go on how these things are viewed by society because we know, like, just on the other flip side of the documentary, they were honest about how the penitentiary is a part of all of this and being locked up. Like, like, you know, honing is illegal, pimping is illegal. And it makes you wonder, like, in terms of the jail aspect of it, I mean, like, and I haven't run the numbers, but like, in certain states, it's it is legal, I guess, right? Like Nevada prostitution is legal or something like that. Yeah, but not necessarily the 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 concept of uh of you know walking the street and soliciting uh sex right. on the street, right? So they do have the bunny ranches, or at least they did, which was Where Lamar inter- Odom OD that, which was an interesting point that at least, especially in American Pimp, that they brought up. Um, they, they, they brought up the, the, the white guy. I totally forget his name. And honestly, I wasn't going to look it up, but he even Mr. said Mr. like, Bitches? that's what he's called himself, but, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but, but I don't think that's his real name, but he... <laughs> I don't know. I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing. But he even said though, like, you know, there's, there's, there's African-American males that are out here doing it a certain way that are getting locked up for it. And he's like, and I'm out here and I'm selling it just like they are. I'm just doing it different and I can get away with it. Um, so I think there's also, when we talk about sexuality, especially sexuality in, in America, race does play a, a factor in it. Um, you know, the stereotypes uh, about black males and, and black women, and that goes From back. From of a nation, yeah. Exactly. Um, so America has always had this really weird relationship with sexuality even even which is such a weird spin because like the colonizers and the slave masters were like super sexual deviants to their imprisoned slaves so like like a lot of it people try to make it seem like it was just like labor and you know and brutality and you know free profit for whites but there was um, sexual assault all throughout that, and not and, and, and prosti- not even and prostitution probably, and not even just that. There was a lot of things that were based around sex, right? So men were as as a form of embarrassment when when they're torturing African American males and hanging them, they castrated them. Why you got to do that if you 
<laughs> if you already yeah, that's it, why do you have to yeah why are you adding why are you adding on to it and and also just the breaking down of the you know black family within that no no we don't want them to reproduce we don't want that or or, or you know we only want them to reproduce to then you know take their their their, their child and, and right breed for them breeding and that. yeah so it it's always been a very and we don't really have the time and honestly Chap and I neither right. are, are, are experts in it. Um, right. I know we both have had opportunities to kind of explore black culture through history, through classes, through readings and things of that nature. But neither one of us is a PhD. And for the sake of this episode, neither one of us are going to expound on facts and and, and, and things. But these are things that we've come across and that are easily accessible if you choose to want to go explore on your own, right? Um, yeah, but, absolutely. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I guess what the point was is that there's America has always had this real weird line when it comes to sexuality and black and white. So, like another example, how much has society um, celebrated Hugh Hefner? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he might not be soliciting prostitution and, and, and people, have, but sex was his product. Yep. You know, and and not even from, not even from just a magazine perspective, right? You hear all these stories about the Playboy Mansion and the parties Cosby the and Playboy. Trump and yeah, Gregory used to do stand up over there, right? So you hear all wow. these stories about the Playboy Mansion. You, you don't you don't hear these 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 whispers because you know they have bouncy houses or or, or, or finger right. painting there. You know right. what is it? It's 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 the bunnies running nude around the whole mansion and being in the grotto, and they're probably being drugs yeah. and alcohol involved in it. And the whole vibe is still based around what sex. Yeah, that's a tough uh, pill to swallow. Um, you know, whereas that's what I was thinking about that earlier, like it it being just like prostitution and pimping being like like illegal like escort services are kind of like legal like you right. know or like you you go to the back of a magazine or something like that and i'm wondering if certain things are illegal because they know primarily you know uh non-whites operate in those avenues and it's just it's easy to kind of bang on their head and um you know but i also think about when it comes to sex work i think about like other places like Amsterdam and Red Light District where mm. they've legalized it in their like nation or, or whatever. And I mean, people could speak to the safety and the health and all of that. But I wonder if like, you think if legalizing it, if it was legalized, if that would put an end to pimps or that would make pimp CEOs like how, like, how does I mean, that I think work? We, does, the, does the government or state then take over as the pimp? So I think we can kind of see that in, in, in how things are being handled with uh, marijuana legalization, right? So one of the big mm. things that we hear about now is is uh, through the decriminalization is, is um, giving back to those communities that were affected when all these strong drug and marijuana laws, like, you know, locking young black and brown men up for um, tens of years while now CEOs are out here being able to, you know, be a part exactly. of this million billion dollar industry. So I guess 
from uh, I guess from your question, it, it, it probably looks something more like how things are progressing in that industry. Uh, okay. I don't I don't really know how it works, but I know for me when I hear all because uh, I've heard tons of people you know talk about going to Amsterdam and talking about going over there, and the two things they talk about is being able to smoke weed wherever they want and being able to run up on a red light district. Yeah. Like, th- that's how people entice you about telling you to go to Amsterdam, at least in all the conversations I've ever had. Don't nobody ever tell me to go to Amsterdam and try the food or or, or see the sights. They be like, the chocolate. It's a yeah. lot of good chocolate. Flower market. Good beer. Like, yo, there's, there's weed and there's sex. And I'm like, huh? I, right. Do I come across as those being the two things that I... I'm trying to get down with when I go on vacation. And it just makes you wonder about the criminality. Like, is it is us and our involvement with it that is criminalized or the act in and of itself, oh. you know, that's criminalized? And, like, you know, we, we, we're touching on how it's so contradictory. Um, but, and, it's, and it's wild, like, like um, you know, when you, when you think about it, because, like, we mentioned Birth of a Nation, which was a movie um, in the early 19th centuries that kind of, like, in cinema, glorified the Ku Klux Klan as, you know, Marvel superheroes of their time, and Blacks as, um, you know, depraved, um, you know, villains and enemies. Right. Yeah, and savages, right? Um, and it's wild, and I... I it's and it's been hurtful. And I think a lot of it really established white supremacy. Um, using cinema as a tool in the minds um, and the hearts of Americans, um, and a lot of those stereotypes haven't gone away. And you look at media and how we're depicted a lot of times. Look, you look at um, certain TV shows and movies, and and actors will speak out and talk about it. It's like unless they're portrayed as the pimp or the thug or the gangster or the hoe like um and it's still going on to this day like you might not see i at this stage i'm like always kind of counting how many black people are on screen in you know fiction and not fiction and then how many have speaking roles and a lot of times like it's still like the only opportunity we get, we we think it's just black exploitation in the seventies, but it's still to this day, like it's going on forever in terms of you're boxed in to certain stereotypes that Hollywood has about you. It's like that's the only way you're viewed as this, and this is negative, and um, there's like no heart to it, and it's callous, and it's tough because like sometimes. Like, you try not to take on, you have to kind of fight to, I mean, not everyone, but sometimes I kind of view it like that. You have to kind of fight to not take on those prejudices and stereotypes that are thrown on you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, like I think of an example of, like, a white woman clutching her purse when a black man gets on the elevator. And it's like... It's hurtful, and then you think you're like, yo, like, but there's like white rapists and white <laughs> mass murderers and serial killers and all of that, and you will ignore them and look past them because you think this black guy wants your goodies, and well, he won't. He he might, but it's just like it's kind of like that whole 
sexual deviant thing is um I don't know, it's out there. I know I'm kinda like all over the place, but it's such a tangled web, like with racism and sex and politics and society. Um, you know. I don't know. I think you and I we saw when it was popularized, maybe it was just entertainment, but we saw a little something different. You know. And I think and I think one of the most interesting relationships, especially in, in mainstream media, is the Snoop Dogg Martha Martha Stewart relationship. Right. Right, right, right. right. And, and I think I saw a meme a while ago, um, you know, from my understanding, only one of them is a felon. Exactly. Right. And it's not Snoop. But you know, the perception that we see and we know of Martha Stewart and her background, and we know Snoop and his, you know, the stereotypes that we get, that wouldn't be what somebody that is uh, ignorant of their actual backgrounds would think. They would think it would be Snoop. So, um, yes, and the perception, the, yeah, the perception of that character or that lifestyle definitely gets a dark uh, turn due to, I think, those that have been picked to portray it, at least in mainstream media, and America's kind of constant struggle with race. Um, but you're absolutely right. I think a time when we kind of really got up on it, it was there, and there were many things that were interesting about it. Uh, and like I said, we know there is definitely a, a dark side to that lifestyle and that culture, and um, neither one of us condone verbal or physical abuse at all. Um, exactly. And we, and, and we both understand, especially just kind of, um, I don't want to necessarily say educating ourselves, but us being interested in it and exposing ourselves to it. We do understand that in many cases, um, the people that get into this lifestyle have a background of trauma and maybe unresolved trauma um, that kind of leads them down this path whether they chose to do it themselves or if they, whether they were coercing. And, and, that, and, and that's where we're not saying, we're not trying to say that we condone all that. We're just talking from a perspective of as youth, you know, it was something that was interesting to us and the music that went with it and the, 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 the art that went with it was something that um, kind of piqued our interest. And then through that, you know, we, we, we decided to add that flavor to our podcast because that's, kind of a part of us like like chap said if you look at how the seasons have progressed all these things have been a part of our lives in some capacity whether they be interests whether they be us whether it be items that we had and this is just another opportunity to um share with you guys the audience parts of who we are absolutely and i if, excuse me if i say exactly too much like or emphatically uh, especially when Tony is dropping knowledge like that. That's just my thing, but I I, I know it can uh, be repetitive. <laughs> but I was thinking the same thing, Tone, because it isn't really anything to condone. I mean, the truth is, is that even if pimping didn't exist, like, prostitution would go on because I mean, sex even would. if someone se- sex would and the selling of sex would mm-hmm. because when folks are down today, if folks just choose to, that's how they want to get down and operate. Or if they down to their last thing, they don't got nothing else or no other way, it happens. It goes on every day. Um, so that's that's the reality of that. But also you think there's, there is a dark side. You think about the domestic violence. You think about, which is foul, you think about you know, potential murders like the, mm. in, in incarceration and um, just kind of like 
in an abusive relationship. I'm not saying that it's what it is all the time, but those, those is in any relationship, those instances can occur. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, but of course, when something that is uh, deemed as black or deemed as um, you know a negative or a taboo, uh, we act like that's the only place domestic violence or abuse or coercion exists when it exists in relationships between two people. Um, so, so as Tone, just to echo what Tone was saying, I think it's us and we, as we grow and mature, we look at it because I was thinking like, just like the movie The Mac, and I think that's a really good movie. I don't think that was, I don't think that's in the vein. I mean, Willie Dynamite was really depressing to me, kind of, but like in the vein of like, don't remind a huggy bear. I don't think it was very much so caricature versus like, because they had the Panthers in there too. And right before we were about to start the season and do this theme as opposed, I'm like, man, like, is this like the Panthers going to be down with this? Like they, I think I might've just watched um, the um, Chairman Fred Hampton movie. And uh, I'm like, man, they, they were trying to get, they were trying to end prostitution and get that off the street and that was the a big theme of the Mac is that he was a pimp and his brother was a panther and they clashed and um and then the whole conflict of the police being a common enemy kind of sprouted through that um what i'm saying in terms of echo and tone is us picking out like the parts that we like from it um you know, because we, I mean, shoot, we watch these documentaries, we don't, we don't know these old niggas, like, we don't, like, they from a whole other side of the earth, some yeah. of them look like relatives, yeah. and, you know, some of the, the outfits are outrageous, to keep it yeah. a yes. buck, yes. but, yes. you know, in terms of, like, the energy and the, like we said before, it's definitely something that is, that, that can be taken apart and separated apart from it, and, and there's parts of it that hip hop has made entertaining and not on like has taken it and transformed it and made it entertaining in its own way. Not yeah. like some white writer, producer, network executive um, further, uh, further promoting stereotypes. No, like hip hop took it and made it like entertaining and made it like palatable Um but I say all that at a grain of salt. As we get older, we have more experiences. When you meet a real pimp or a former hoe and hear their life story, it changes your perspective as well. Right, because when when, when you now humanize it and you realize um, all the parts to it, and you take the TV and you take the lights off of it, uh, anybody that has compassion or empathy or or understanding um, for other people's situation and you hear those downsides to it, um, you're absolutely right. It can definitely change your perspective. But at the same time, you know, I, I there were parts that even now uh, um, still interest me because I have, you know, memories kind of attached to it. And as you were talking, one, one thing that popped in my head was Sugar Free. So when you said the Willie Dynamite, right, um, if you watch that movie, that's an up and down story, right? 
Um, definitely at the end, Willie's trying to change his life. He's kind of lost everything, and he's realizing the error of his ways, and he's he's going to try to do better for the sake of himself and his family. Um, but I, I, I say Sugar Free because, yes, yeah, Sugar Free in his music, he talks about how he used to um, and has gone to jail for pimping, but then took his life experiences and turned it into music and turned it yeah. into a whole positive legal career for himself. And when you said about, you know, it not being a script writer, um, Snoop had his own show. I don't know if many of you guys remember. Uh, he had his own show on MTV and he gave Sugar Free a little segment where he would give out like advice in like two minutes. So yeah. somebody that like, that like loved his music now sees him getting national exposure and people really in my community that say they into hip hop. And me and my boys are really the only the ones that are up on his music and who he is as a person and have always been kind of cheering the underdog on. Like, yeah, free, go ahead, man, you dope. To then see him get mainstream publicity um, and, and, and being entertaining, right? It, it was, in essence, I really think satire because I think Snoop show was supposed to be comedy. But he turned that persona into something positive in regards to a character that either he portrays or it's really him. I don't know the man in real life, but he turned it into something that was legal um, and, and made an opportunity and showed that you could be yourself and, and, and be successful. So I think if you look at it also from that lens, where I know America's all about second opportunities, and I know we can look in one vein that this kind of culture is, definitely has its negative sides to it. Um, if people are pulling themselves to 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 do positive, and I guess that's the, I guess that's the dichotomy of uh, of the Mac, right? You know, two brothers from the same household living life differently, but really ultimately trying to better themselves. Um, Absolutely, and uh, and at uh, at the end of the day too, like with the hip hop part, and 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 I think that's what it is. I feel like folks do it not because I mean I don't know. I mean I'm not a mind reader, but they they. Or aspiring to some form of success, and like the magnet yeah. it was success in the street versus you know um, in that world and that lifestyle versus and in the money versus community success and community upliftment, and they were kind of in, but with the of it, um, and I don't I haven't watched much of that anymore. But as far as the music, uh. Some of those songs, some some of my favorite songs are pimp songs. I mean, it should be its own genre, but like, bro, like when I want to feel better and I'm feeling down, um, I I throw one. I'd rather give you my like, and I feel better. It's a pick me up, like it's a vibe, and I, you know, I don't I know. It's, I would love to hear other people's feedback because I feel like it's kind of unique to our friendship because we were doing it right and like kind of in that player lifestyle and for a while, right? But it's like we have friends. Basketball games and wearing big puffy glasses and walking around. Our friends weren't weren't doing that shit. Like they weren't, I mean, they might listen to a song or two and like joke with us about it, but like they didn't take it seriously and like really like were interested like we were. And so, and so you make a real know. good point because I always think when we go into these top five talks, right, it's a very subjective 
um, conversation because especially when it comes to music, I have, I can't speak for many people, but I know I can speak for my friends, Chap included, see, um, a lot of our moments have a soundtrack to it, whether it be something right. that was being played in the background or there's an era or we was all listening to, you know, the diplomats in like 03 and that's always in everybody's car or, you know, we were listening right. to dog food in like 98 though, you know, um, there was an, a, a time frame and at least I know yours and my relationships where Sugar Free, Quick, uh, the East Siders, Snoop, yep. Um, you know, short here and there. I knew I was listening to Drew Down, uh, was being played whenever we were going somewhere. So you're absolutely right. I know for me, there are songs that have that, um, that, that have that, uh, uh, content in it that remind me of freer times, easier times, funner times. So right. when I do hear angry enough or I, I throw on, um, the new Testament or, or the street gospel, uh, it's it's it, it brings me into a different mood, um, in a happier mood, and I think that's connected to the relationships, the positive relationships and friendships that I have in memories. Just so and happy that's that the was thing. the soundtrack, right? I, and you know, I'm it's it's something intoxicating about it because look, I could tell you, like I've been in Amsterdam, I've I've been around red light and all of that. It's I mean, it's nothing intoxicating about it i mean it's just it's just a place like it's just there but like <laughs> i know it sounds bad but that vivid memory uh i don't know if i was in the Fillmore district or where i was at but as a kid i remember it being like wild and scary and like intriguing uh when them pimps and them hoes walked through and they was on that block Late at night in the cold with the furs on, cat calling, and um, me and my little suburban family were, you know, shuttling our way over to our hotel. Like, it's it's different. I mean, you can hear it in the conversation. That's I mean, shoot, that's why they made a documentary about it. They're not. I don't know if they're making documentaries about Red Light District or, you know, whole documentaries about the Bunny Ranch, but they're making documentaries about these brothers and these ladies of the night on the stroll, um, you know, selling sex and staying fly. And I mean, let's keep it 100. Me and my friends, we have uh, our own unique sense of humor. And much of this true, stuff was also that. funny to us. You know what I'm saying? True I that. didn't say you was drunk. I said you drunk too much tonight. <laughs> right, right, right. I, see, now I got to go watch it. <laughs> right, so, so, you yeah. know, there's, 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 uh, uh, scenes or, 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 or quotables and movies and and some right. this was just happened to be hip movies that we seen. Like I go back to to, to Willie Dynamite, you know right. that scene where he gets knocked, he pays and gets him and his girls out of jail, and he comes around the corner in that all gold outfit, flanked by was it like six or seven women, and he's just strutting. And Shimmy. he's got his and he's got his theme music in the background to the point yeah. that even the cops that knocked him and the social workers that are trying to stop him are like damn near tipping their cat to him. Like yeah. he go again <laughs> and he's like, yo, you can't hold me. Like, 
that's that that's that puff daddy makes no way out energy, like. <laughs> yeah. straight up straight yeah. up yeah nah. and that's the thing a, a lot of it though a lot of the, the parts that we like kind of love and we'll rap because we always have fit but like it was not stereotypical like we were able to see something kind of like different about it or something right. whether it be entertaining or comical or laid back and play a smooth about it that um you know caught our attention and um there's nothing really like even like even like you said the quotables like you just quoted oh boy but like it's it's almost like it's it's like somebody you know though they just got a different profession and that's they got a wild profession like they like the people seem like they're real people like bishop don dressed real wild and you know Kenny Red talk funny, but they look like they look <laughs> like people that we know DC. and are related to. And him being yeah. in DC, and then us being in DC, right? Like, Where's like, he at? Right. It, it, it felt like there was a. You're absolutely right. The the characters seem like people we can relate to. And RP, the guy that I just imitated, reminds yep. me so much of Jerome, right? In the way he spoke. Exactly. So so there's always that ties. But yeah, man, that's 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 this episode. Um. You know, would definitely please comment. Let us know. Uh, like I said, this is really just coming from a lens of things that we were kind of exposed to as a youth, and we understand that this whole topic it's it's a lot uh, broader than we're actually um, than we ha- actually have time to give it. So uh, hit us up at GFU Pod on Instagram, at GFU Pod um, on Twitter, uh, GFU Pod at Gmail dot com. Uh, Chad, you got anything else you want to add? Oh, yeah. Your mom's favorite podcast. She love us. For sure. I'm Tom. I'm Chad. Peace. Peace. Yeah, y'all. She done got drunk on me, man. You know what I mean? Trying to drink Hennessy like this Pippin. You know what I mean? I let her go and drink some yak. You know, that was my fault letting her drink some but too much yak. Yeah, I don't drink that no, much. I'm not saying drinking too much. I said you just drunk tonight, right now. You understand? Okay, well, that was enough. I already knew one was enough for you.